Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 47, 2023. James Magnuson is an Australian former competitive swimmer who specialised in sprint freestyle events. He gains significant recognition and success in the swimming world, particularly in the 100-metre freestyle discipline. Known for his powerful and explosive swimming style, Magnuson was often referred to as the missile. He announced his retirement from competitive swimming in November 2019. He is no stranger to reality TV, putting himself on the line for SAS Australia, where although he didn't win, he also never voluntarily withdrew. He was cut by the DS. And now for a whole new challenge, as far away from SAS as can be, perhaps just as daunting though, James is part of the new team of celebrity dancers on Sevens Dancing with the Stars. James Magnuson joins me now here at TV Central. Thanks for joining me. No worries. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Look, I mentioned uh, Dancing with the Stars um, and SAS are worlds apart, but on reflection, are they that far apart? I mean, there is a strong mental capacity needed for both and even physical endurance. Um, And you have your your dance partner probably yelling at you. Is it that different? There's a little bit more fake tan, uh, makeup, hair, costumes going on in uh, Dancing with the Stars, but I can see some similarities. Let me just tell you, Dancing with the Stars is a lot more enjoyable to be a contestant on. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I reckon I would give SAS a crack and most likely fail, of course, but I just couldn't do Dancing with the Stars. The the live audience, the technique, the posture, the the memory of the, the routine – just a lot of pressure. I mean, you are a swimming superstar, so you're used to the pressure, but but how difficult was the process? Uh, yeah, I, I think I like the as the pressure aspect. Um, it reminded me of my swimming career, you know, having a live audience, um, having, a, I guess, an end goal that you're training for, you know, having a, a dance partner was like having teammates in sport. Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And I think going into the um, performances and, and the live aspect of it, knowing that, I mean, let's be honest, I probably wasn't one of the favourites to win the show. So I didn't feel like there was that much pressure or expectation on me. I was able to really enjoy the experience. I've heard um, you've been asked a number of times before to be on the show. Why did you choose uh, now to say yes? What's the story behind being on Dancing with the Stars now? Yeah, so I've been asked. Uh, I, I saw in my emails, I had emails right back to 2017 asking me to come on the show. Um <laughs> couple of factors. Firstly, um, schedule, you know, while I was swimming, it was never really possible. Um, then I think there's something about as you get older, you become more comfortable in your own skin and you care less about what people think of you. And I think I'm at a point now in my life where I didn't have any inhibitions around it anymore. I, I don't care if people think it's funny or weird or anything like that. Whereas when I was in my 20s, I was very self-conscious about dancing and, you know, I would I never thought I would have danced on on TV. So it's probably an age and maturity thing um, along with having the time now that I'm retired to to take something like this on. Yeah. Well, you do have a tall frame and, and you should be able to handle like the lifts and those those twirls pretty well. Would that be an advantage for you? Probably my only advantage is, <laughs> is my <laughs> physical strength. So we can do some pretty spectacular lifts and throws uh, with my partner and she's also very athletic so she's able to hold her core and stay in position for me to lift her and throw her above my head and that kind of thing so um 
that's going to be our go-to, I think, is uh, some of the more spectacular lifts. Yeah. Were, were you surprised in yourself in any way, perhaps with something that you thought was easy but was more difficult or even vice versa that you thought would be difficult but you found easy? I mean, because you, you're quite the perfectionist, I hear. Um, you know, how long did you spend rehearsing each routine? Yeah, we'd spend about six hours a day, six days a week. Um, so it's a lot of time, a big a big uh, commitment. Um, I did, at the start, I, I found it really difficult to learn the, the moves and to time it up with the music. And even right till the end, I still couldn't really pick up on the, the music aspect of it. I was just learning the steps so well and so in time that when you look back at it live, it matched up with the with the music, which was a nice coincidence almost. But also, I, I never thought I'd be able to learn that many steps and that many moves. Um, so I was a little bit surprised at myself that I was able to pick up um, as as much as I, I did in the end. How tight were this bunch of celebrities? Was it a really supportive family atmosphere rather than a competitive rivalry? Yeah, absolutely. I think the environment um, is very different to what I'm used to, you know, swimming whilst you have teammates, you're also trying to beat each other and you have to race and compete at times. So that's an interesting environment. Then SAS, you're all trying to get to the end of the show. Um, so that's a different environment again. But this one was very supportive. Um, you know, a lot of us had come from uh, backgrounds that didn't include any form of dance or music. So we're all starting at the same place. So it was a really nice, uh, nice environment, a very different environment, but super supportive. And um, yeah, everyone got got quite close throughout the process. Yeah. What was your um partner, and is it soon to be wife Rose supporting you through the process? And and what was her advice? Yeah. So she was uh, she was keen for me to do the show. Um, she was yeah she was supportive she came and watched the performances and um and was very supportive along the way she didn't have too much in the way of advice i think um you know she uh she was just excited to give see me giving something like this that's uh that's so far out of my comfort zone to go um and she joked that you know singing and dancing were kind of the last frontiers for me i've done a lot of different stuff throughout my career and usually physically and sporting wise i'm quite um quite able in most things but this is this is one thing the creative arts that I've always uh, shied away from so um, that was meant to be her thing but now I'm the dancer mm. in the house <laughs> I, I read up just a little bit on Rose I mean she, she's a model uh, a lawyer she's competed in Miss Universe Australia finals um, she speaks at least three languages has volunteered with a few charities that sounds like the ultimate woman surely <laughs> how did you guys meet <laughs> Uh, her father was actually the physiotherapist on the Australian swim team. Uh, um, so I've actually known him for longer than I've known Rose. And, uh, yeah, we, we met through him, um, quite some time ago now and, uh, yeah, have, have been together ever since. Oh, so you got the ticket of approval from dad before, before, so that's good. Um, <laughs> is, is dancing something that you might continue together or at least, you know, I don't know, on special nights out? Uh, look, I, I loved, I love the type of dancing we did. I think the type of dancing you do on Dancing with the Stars is so out there and it's quite advanced for, um, novices to be taking on dancers like this. I, I don't know if there's anywhere where you can really emulate that, but I yeah. think, uh, at some time in the future, 
uh, we're going to have quite the spectacular wedding dance. And, uh, and then I can turn into the teacher for that one. Amazing. Um, all the judges give great critiques, but there's always the scary judge every season. That, that usually belongs to Todd McKenney. But this year we've got yeah. Craig Rebel Horwood as well. Can viewers and yourself expect double trouble this year? Yeah, double trouble. I think um, it was interesting at times. It was almost like who could give the lowest score or who could <laughs> say the more harsh feedback. So the viewers can usually, I think, uh, well, I've been told that Helen was like the mediator. Yeah. between um between some of the judges take her out of the the fold and add in um another grumpy judge and you've you've got a couple of bad guys on that panel so there's it definitely felt like at certain times they were going head to head for who could say the ruder stuff <laughs> um, and there was some very harsh scores given out particularly in this first episode on Sunday night oh wow all right, so this is a regular season, not an all-stars season, so we should expect a range of talent. Um, after yes. the first episode, are we going to see a a long spectrum of dance talent, or do you think this group is an even spread? I mean, is, yeah, is, is it an even spread, or is there a huge spectrum? You have got the full spectrum. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'll see tens. You'll see ones. You'll see a full spectrum of scores. I think you're pretty much kicking off from night one. Uh, you're going to see the best and the worst that dancing has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you think your main competitors are? My main competitors? Uh, I mean, take your pick, really. There's so many of the guys in this season that have come from uh, singing, dancing, acting, musical theatre. So straight away, I mean, they're starting miles ahead of someone like myself who's coming from sports. So um, I think I was probably back of the pack aiming at some of those uh, guys that have come from the entertainment world and, and sort of looking more ahead uh, to, to, toward improvement than, um, yeah, than, than worrying about where I was at the start. Are you talking about Matt Preston? Everyone's wondering how well he would do on the dance floor. <laughs> Uh, Matt Preston was actually, you know what, I'll, I'll describe his dancing as charismatic. He's got a lot of stage presence. Uh, he's got a big personality and that shines through in his dancing. Um, mm. Obviously, he's, um, he's one of the older contestants on the show and he hasn't got a background in sport or athletics. So um, that aspect of um, the show, I think, was, was challenging for him. But I was super impressed with how he got through the show and the dances that he did. They were a lot of fun. Do you think the musicians um, had advantage with the movement on stage, like Phil from Human Nature or Paulini, or is this kind of dancing just a whole different beast? Because they're obviously not doing the waltz on stage. Yeah, well, I think they've got a big advantage in that, you know, from the time we started training, my partner Natalie would say, you know, we're going to step on the two or the four or the eight or different different songs or different dancers have different beats. And she'd be counting to me, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two... Right up to the time, you know, we finished, I could not for the life of me hear where those mm. beats were in the music. I was literally stepping blind onto the dance floor. So I think that's where the guys who have a musical background have a big advantage. You know, they can hear the beats in the music. They know when to step. They know what to do. And they've also performed um, in a similar fashion, you know, hundreds of times throughout their life. So they were quite comfortable with that aspect of the show. Just curious to know how you got along with that Isa. Um, he's just sort of much loved in Australia with um, with, obviously with the chase and uh, sort of the character he he is. Um, 
did you build a little friendship with Issa? Yeah, definitely. He's very authentic. Like what you see is what you get with Issa. He's not putting on an act when he's on TV. Um, he's a super nice guy, very innocent guy. Um, it's funny. We had uh, like locker rooms or change rooms and, uh, and, you know, coming from my background, I bring a bit of locker room chat and banter and that kind of thing. And um, Issa getting, um, getting exposed to that side of the sporting world, I think was very funny. And, and he really enjoyed that camaraderie and some of the banter and jokes that we had um, between the other male stars. Oh, nice. Um, so also with competitive swimming um, at a high level behind you, what, what have you been up to since retirement? Um, so now I own a gym here in Sydney. Um, I was there at four o'clock this morning, opening up and then coaching for a couple of hours before I did all my all my media work, um, and I do radio here in Sydney for SEN, so I'm on air three days a week. Yeah. Um, and then I still still in and around the swimming world in different ways. I write for um, News Corp around swimming, and also do some swim clinics and lessons for the up and coming um, swimmers, our next generation of of little Olympians. Oh, nice. Um, I wanted to pick up on a comment that, that you made. I read that you, you felt felt your gold medal loss at uh, 2012 at uh, London Olympics was a positive thing. Um, can you elaborate on why you think it was a, a positive thing? Uh, well, I just think at times in, in life, uh, things happen for a reason. You know, it was a time in my life when um, most people around me were, you know, constantly telling me how good I was and I think it can sort of shape your personality in a certain way. And, you know, I think things may have been heading in one direction and and uh, and this kind of righted me onto a more um, a more wholesome path. Um, you know, if there's certain things you can achieve in sport and if you achieve everything that's possible by the age of 20, then I think it can, yeah, point your life in a certain direction that maybe isn't the most healthy long-term. Mm. And just finally, because um, obviously you were qu quite competitive back then, how competitive were you with dancing with the stars? Were you focused on that mirror ball trophy? I mean, you did say that you're probably more the underdog, or, or were you happy just to give it a go, push yourself, um, get advice, and, and I guess try to extend yourself? I think uh, the biggest driver for me was uh, my partner, Natalie. So um, the, the professional dancers on this show put in so much time and effort that you feel indebted to them and you feel um, a responsibility to perform well to justify the effort that they've put in and um, to, to make sure that, that they get, yeah, the, the, just the just rewards. So I wasn't, I didn't have my eyes on the mirror ball as such, um, mm. but I was, I was competitive with myself. I really wanted to do a good job and not let down, um, not let down my dance partner. Oh, nice. All right. Really looking forward to this season um, and your involvement. Wish you the best of luck. It looks like it's going to be a good season with a, with a few more cranky judges as well. Um, thank you for joining me at TV Central. No worries. Thank you, Aaron. All right. That was James Magnuson. Dancing with the Stars will air Sunday nights from Sunday the 18th of June on 7 and 7 plus at 7 p.m. That's it for this podcast. For all the latest television news, ratings, streaming options, TV guides and podcasts, head to tvcentral.com.au. For now, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to James Magnuson. Bye for now. Listener.